ALG really saved me. I put all of my success on joining this group. People constantly checking in saved me. I made so many like friends with people that I've never met, but I feel incredibly close to and, and I consider them family. It really is a family. It is a place where you can just be yourself and there is no judgment. There is no shame. You are so welcome there. Nobody has to be in this alone. Everybody is either going through or has gone through the same thing at one point. Let's do this. Welcome back to the ALG podcast. If you're listening to this on the day of drop, happy Friday to you. Really quick at the top of the show, if you could five-star rate and review those five-star rates and reviews, go a very long way. All right, guys, we have a really special episode today. As always, I am John Arpino, otherwise known as J-Rob's Journey. I am joined alongside my partner in crime, David Roden, fit underscore D-Rock. And today we have dumbbells and tattoos. My man, Greg. Greg, what is going on, brother? What's going on? How are you, fellas? Chilling, man. Chilling. How's everything going for you, man? Everything's great, man. I can't complain. Everything's good. Life's good. Work's good. Workouts are good. Can't complain. That's awesome, man. I love to hear it. So uh, before we get into the nitty gritty of your journey, why don't you just give us a brief overview, who you are, where you're from, and most importantly, how much are you down to date? So my name is Greg. I'm from New York, Falkland County, to be specific. Uh, right now, I'm down to date. Uh, let's see, I'm two, I weighed in 240 this morning. So right now, I'm down 160 pounds right now to date. 160, let's go. 160, started at 400, yep. That is hey, we're with, right, same, same bot spot with me. I was 410 at my heaviest. There you go. So, how, well, first of all, how did you do it? So I had the gastric sleeve and okay. uh, you know what? It's, it's all about the eating right, exercise, eating healthy. It's the lifestyle change, you know? And I, I always Absolutely. say like the gastric sleeve, it was a tool. It helped me lose the weight. It didn't do yes. it for me, but it helped me. Exactly. Uh, which I come from the same philosophy. Um, you know, me and you have spoke about this obviously via DM on Instagram um, I myself also had the gastric sleeve surgery done and I always tell everyone, you know, it's, it's just a tool. It's just, it's just another tool in your utility belt. That's trying to get you from point A to point B. It's not a silver bullet. It's, it's, it's nothing, you know, fancy, um, because if you don't work with it, it will work against you. You know what I mean? And you, exactly. you could totally reverse the whole thing quite mm-hmm. simply. 100%. So let's, let's take it back. You know, um, childhood, upbringing, always obese, you know, obesity later on in life. When did, how did you get to 400 pounds? So, uh, you know, always in high school, I was always, I was doing sports. I was in shape. I was healthy. I feel like as soon as after high school, I stopped doing sports. I stopped playing sports and I just kind of fell off over there. I never worked out. I always ate Um, growing up. You know, I always wanted to eat snacks. I was sneaking the snacks for my parents, all that shit, you know. So I feel like as soon as I moved out and I stopped with high school, I was on my own. I kind of felt like, oh, now I can pay for my own stuff. I'll go buy this. I'll go buy that. I'll go eat this. And then it kind of escalated way too much from there. Right. I don't know about you, but 
my childhood dream, when I get really mad at my parents when they told me I couldn't have something, in the back of my head, I was like, fuck you. I cannot wait to be older because then I could go to the store and buy whatever the fuck I want, come home and eat it. Oh, wait, 100%. wait, wait. You, got, you guys got told no? <laughs> All the time. I, I never I never got told no. If I wanted Taco Bell, I fucking got Taco Bell. Oh, I mean, I, I got want... Taco Bell. But, you know, when what you know when John went over three slices of pizza and three became five, you know, someone had to be like, hey, because someone did yeah i literally there was never i from my entire upbringing i don't really think there was a i think you had too many slices i don't think i ever heard it oh no i have vivid memories of arguing with my mom about too many never screaming matches no i feel like you know no matter how big i got i always had like nobody ever told like except for my parents and my family they always told me like you know you got to relax a little bit i always said to them no no no, i'm good i'm good but then from my friends from like other people i knew acquaintances everyone was like nah man you look big as fuck like blah 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 like you know because i was just like a big solid mess so like i was bouncing at the time also like i just everyone said oh you look bra like you look big blah 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 so i never saw myself as that big Right. Until I lost the weight, you know. Of course. Well, how, there's always there's always that conversation. Hey, bro, how, like, how fat do you think I am? Like, how, how much do you think I weigh? And like, mm-hmm. everyone over undershoots it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're always, 450, always, everyone's gonna be like, bro. oh, I don't know, cause like maybe you're 325, 350, and you're like, yes, you're absolutely right, I am, and I look <laughs> fucking good. Damn boy. straight, I look good. <laughs> I must be evenly distributed because I'm 410, but yep. everyone thinks I'm 310, so I must look pretty yep. fucking good. And then you're like, ma, I, you know, I, I just wear my weight really well. I can't, you know, God blessed me. And then you're in the corner, yeah, 500 man. pounds, crying yourself to sleep at night. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. the cell phone you know taking upstairs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know what? I, I was like, I, like I said, I was 400 pounds, but like I got to think to my, like I always thought to myself, I'm the most agile 400 pound fucking guy out there. Always. I'm out there. I'm still doing manual labor jobs i'm still like at the time when i was that big like i worked for a solar company where like i had to crawl through attics and shit 400 pounds i'm crawling through attics like (laughs) that's why like it came to my head i'm like you know what i'm not that bad you know i can still do this like yes i hurt a little bit but like i'm still doing it but but that's the norm that was the norm you know what i mean like there was nothing to tell you that that wasn't regular yeah at all so at what point did you kind of have a conversation with yourself? Like, Hey, Greg, you gotta, you gotta calm down a little bit. You know what? I went to, uh, I was in seaside at New Jersey <laughs> and I went to one of the fucking boardwalk rides and I went, I don't know. You probably know, John, uh, that one ride that it's that white thing that goes up in the air. It's the two seats on each side that's yeah, okay. around like a window. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went on that shit and the fucking shoulder thing wouldn't go over me. And I'm like, wow. Oh shit. Like I'm embarrassed. I yeah. feel like shit. I, I honestly, I didn't go on any other rides after that for a long time, even after I lost a lot of weight too. Yeah. See, I, I love a good was, amusement park story. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, didn't. I, I love amusement parks. I love roller coasters. I love all those rides. I love the thrillers. And that kind of did it for me. If I couldn't fit in that and I couldn't ride the ride, I was like, shit, I got to do something to change this. Bro, I feel that. Like, I, I'm a roller. You know, it's funny. Every time we have someone on here, everyone's got an amusement park story. And I feel like every fat kid across America loves roller coasters. But they just don't yeah, let us on the roller coasters. They just don't on the roller coasters. <laughs> David has a good story. <laughs> which yeah. which one? Oh, you're talking about my excess skin removal? No, don't you, don't, don't you have a, a regular I'm too fat to fit on this ride story? Oh, I had a couple. Of, I mean, the 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 classic to me was the um, 
this was after my weight loss and I was, I hadn't, I don't, I hadn't had access to skin removal surgeries yet, but I was, I lost like 160 plus at this point. And I'm at Cedar point with my couple of buddies, their birthday. And actually, no, this was after my access to skin removal surgeries. Cause that was the whole part about it. And, but far after we're wa- all day, hot, sweaty day. And I reek something awful. And I'm sure I was in basketball shorts, cut off, reek something awful. It was like, it was like 90 degrees out. And this girl is literally at ass height right behind me going up the stairs to the, to the ride. And I'm, I just like, I'm, I feel sorry for this girl. And she taps me on the back. And so I'm like, Oh shit. And I turn around and I thought she was going to say like, you smell like swamp ass or something. And she looks at me and she goes, David, or she didn't say David, but she's, I knew that she goes, just, I just have to tell you this. You have the greatest ass I've ever seen on a guy. And Shut I look at bitch. her, I look at her and I, the my, part of my first access skin removal surgery was I had a, I had a butt lift. And oh, so I looked at her, I was like, yeah, I had a butt lift. <laughs> It's fucking phenomenal. Oh, it was it, it, it made my day. It made now my take day. a whiff, baby. Just take a whiff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet you I reeked something awful too. So I'm just like, it, my ass must look real good because it had to outweigh that that ranky butt right there. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Without <laughs> a doubt. So Greg, we we have the experience at, at Seaside. It doesn't go our way. What happens after that? Oh, what happens after that? I actually so I actually lost weight. Um, this was when I think I was, I forget what age, I think around like 20 years old, maybe 19. I lost weight. I got down to about three, 300. Okay. Um, this is when I was only at like three fifty. I got down to 300 and then this was all, all natural, no surgery or anything. But then, you know, one cheat meal added up to two cheat meals and a cheat month and all that shit. Oh, I'll get back on sooner or later. Blah, blah. Right. Never did. Went back up to 400. Um, so basically, you know, I, I ended up getting the surgery cause it's, you know, my whole thing was, I just, I never felt satisfied. I was right. always hungry. So mm-hmm. I figured if I get the surgery, it, it'll take away that hunger aspect and I'll be good. Like I have no problem eating healthy. It's just, I never felt satisfied. I was always hungry. Now, was this something that you inquired with your doctor about, or did your doctor turn around to you and kind of suggest it? Like, how did that happen? I actually, I had a friend that got it, um, that I talked to him about and I got some information from him. Oh, and it was a guy. Um, Oh yeah. It was a guy. Oh wow. You're super lucky. Yeah. Super lucky. I got all the information from him and, uh, you know, my parents, they were against it completely, of Of course. course. Um, so I kept talking to him about it and I said, listen, like this I did the weight loss once, you know, uh, it sucked, but like I failed at it. I went back up, if not more. And this is just something I feel like I need to do. So my, my mother was against it completely, but Mm -hmm. my father was eventually like, all right, well, if this is something you really think you need to do, you know, let's go for a consultation. Let's take it from there. Let's at least take the first step and get some information. Right. And then, you know, it was just like a snowball effect after that. We got yep. the information and, you know, everyone, you know, the doctor there was saying I'm a great candidate for it, blah, blah, blah. So that's how it kind of like just kept going. Absolutely. I'm so intrigued. 
how many times do a doc does a doctor say you're not a good candidate? Oh, it's happened, but yeah, it does happen. It does happen. I feel like it's a plastic surgeon when you go and it's like, I want a boob job. You know, you're a very good candidate for a boob job. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're a candidate for a boob job. Every course, plastic well, surgeon they, they wants money, to do. right? <laughs> your money looks very good. <laughs> your, your money looks very good. On, <laughs> I'm just, I would just, I could just see that. Just, I'm just sitting there going, what, what? No, what with, surgeon? With, with bariatric surgery, no, you, there is, there is, the, you know, I've met people who have been over a certain criteria of weight and they've turned around and said, ah, you know, you're not a candidate right now. You have to you know, try to lose on your own, you know, you need to lose X, Y, Z and then come back and then we can talk about it. Gotcha. So, it, so in that, in that realm, it, that's definitely a thing because naturally we all think, Oh, a doctor wants to make money. Insurance company wants to make money, yada, yada, yada. But you can't put a 650 pound man under anesthesia for an hour and a half, two hours, however long the procedure takes, you know what I mean? Yeah, like complications start. Getting not a good candidate. Yep. There are gotcha. big complications. Um, at first I actually, before I did uh, the weight loss surgery, I checked into the um, the balloon uh, right. thing. You know, they Who'd put you a, your a balloon from? in your stomach. It was Dr. Weiss in Tri-State Bariatric. Okay. Okay. And uh, But at first, I looked into that balloon thing where they put the balloon in your stomach and then mm-hmm. they inflated just to take up room pretty much. And basically, they said my BMI was too high for that. Yep. They, I wasn't a candidate for that. Yep. So then after that... My father, before we went to the surgery aspect, he goes, Let me, let's try one more thing. I did this. Um, they tried to hypnotize me. Oh, no shit. That, like, I've never met anyone it, who did hypnotism for weight. Yeah, you man, did, don't like chocolate. To- you <laughs> like salad. <laughs> I tried the hypnotism. And just, just to appease my father, you know, just to get his blessing so I can get the surgery. Of course, yeah. Didn't work. Obviously, you know, I don't believe in what was that like? I'm yeah, so just, can, come on, come on. Was it, yeah, we, please we gotta, walk me through that. We got like this, and then like, <laughs> so basically, I sat there and she's literally just trying to talk to me about like my childhood. And like, granted, like, we had some good conversation about my childhood on like how I wanted to eat more than like I should have and shit, but like, there was no way you're hypnotizing me not to eat. Like, it's my body. Like, I feel right. hungry. I'm gonna fucking eat, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. It's not a mind thing at that point. Like I was just, I was hungry. So I ate and I just never felt not hungry. So I just kept eating. So that right. was the problem. So it was never any like medical background, like nothing like that. You weren't on any medicine that was making you hungry all the time. You know, it was just, you were just a hungry kid. Yeah, man, that was it. Like I, that's, that's basically what I feel like. It's, See, that's how it was for me know, too. And you know, it is, it's, um, you know, we were talking about complications before with, right. uh, you know, going under anesthesia and shit. And like, you know, John, you know, with all the, uh, with the bariatric surgery, they make you get clearances for everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one of the clearances, you know, was a sleep study. Yes. I had absolutely horrible sleep apnea. Absolutely horrible. Oh, you were undiagnosed I, though until this? I, I mean, my father has sleep apnea. And he knew that I had it also, but like, I always tried to deny it saying, right. like, no, no, no. I just snore. That's it. Whatever. Right. 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 Um, so I finally had to go for the sleep study, bro. When I tell you like nothing scared me more than this sleep study, I got mm-hmm. the results back. I stopped breathing 142 times an hour Yep. in I my sleep. It. I believe it in my sleep. Like, yeah. so Every time, you know, I'd wake up the next morning, I'm tired as fuck, you know, like I'd be falling asleep at work. No shit. If I'm waking up that much during the night, 
with my body telling me. And you know what really also got me going also with losing this weight, gave me more motivation was that when I wasn't sleeping, I always, I was in denial. So I always told myself that I wasn't sleeping. I don't know why, blah, blah, blah. So I would take NyQuil. I'd take a couple shots to help the NyQuil. Right. I would, you know, I'd, I'd take sleeping pills just to like help me sleep. But at the same time, you know, at the end of the day, taking all that to make me sleep and not wake up could have potentially killed me. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So that was a big eye opener for me to like keep me motivated and to lose all this weight. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. so interesting to me when it comes to that front, because like, obviously, so I didn't have any type of surgery personal. I don't care. Like I, I we talk about this constantly natural yeah. versus not it's bullshit. Like you, you the, the exactly. surgery, like, like any we, type of surgery is not the, the secret. Exactly. Right. It's not some secret. We all do the same stuff. We eat right. We work out, we exercise, we keep healthy. All it is for us is that it just helps us a little bit with the eating aspect. Well, that's where I was about to ask you personally. Cause like for me, this is, people can tell you this to this day that, that eat around me, that around me, I can eat whenever I want. And when yeah. I, when I say I can eat, I can't like, I don't feel full ever. Like I stop eating because of discipline, not because okay. of full, I help influence it by, by focusing on a high protein diet and do these things. But like contrary to popular belief, even though I've lost 200 pounds, I'm not kidding you. Like I, I, I've had friends say this to me. I'll have like a 14 ounce sirloin steak with some baked potatoes and a boatload of, of vegetables and then 45 minutes later, I'm having Greek yogurt and something, something else. And they're all looking at me like, David, you're not full for the next six hours. I'm like, no, yeah. I could eat right no. now if I wanted to. Like you, like, that's where I do agree with some of these intuitive eaters and all this kind of stuff in this community. Like there's something interesting about people that are obese and how they're a lot of them. You just, you, I could Absolutely. always eat. I can just, I can just continually eat. How has that been post-surgery? Compared to pre-surgery, how is that like if a 10 is what you used to be on feeling hungry after surgery and now that you've sustained 160 pound weight loss, is it still a 10 and you just created discipline? Is it now at a six? Where would you say like your hunger consistently is at now? So basically at first when I was losing the weight, um, I wasn't lifting weights or anything at that point. I was... I felt like I was just eating just because I needed the nutrients. Right. Like I wasn't hungry at all. Um, when I started lifting weights, I got more hungry because my metabolism went up. Um, so now I feel like, like I'm eating, I eat very frequently now. It's mm -hmm. still little amounts, but I'm still eating very frequently. Um, basically like even for work, um, for breakfast, I, I make, a, a pound of egg whites yeah. and <laughs> pound of egg whites. I add whatever I want in there. And then lunch, it's like grilled chicken, peppers, and some like protein pasta and whatever. But mm -hmm. like those two meals, it's like a big ass Tupperware. I'll, I'll pick on that throughout the day. Yes. You know, it's never eating one full meal like that in one sitting. It's always throughout the day. So like, I'll still get the meal in. It just won't be in one shot. Gotcha. Now, yeah. uh, how far out are you? Uh, 
what are we at? I think a little, a little over two years. Okay. Now. Okay. I was, That's not yeah, bad. October, October, 2018. I had my surgery. Okay. So I'm, I had mine in November of 2016. So okay. I'm quite a, I'm quite a ways out, you know, at this point. Um, and I get that, that question asked me a lot, you know, what, like how much can you take in? Because here's, here's what people also seem to forget is like, Yes, you have the gastric sleeve done. You you have three quarters of your stomach taken out. You know you know the whole deal. Yep. But the, the human body is a crazy thing because mm-hmm. eventually that comes back. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it's not a forever, ever, 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 ever thing. And I don't care yes. who you talk to in this in this realm in the in the bariatric realm. Anything. Eventually, it's gonna come back. So like mm-hmm. when I started my journey. When I when I first got gastric sleeve, I couldn't eat anywhere near what I was eating beforehand. To this day, I still can't eat anywhere near that. But like, yeah. ne- so let's say for example, when I first started, I could only eat five ounces at a time. You know, mm-hmm. I could probably eat now fifteen to twenty ounces at a time. You know what I mean? Like, it, it definitely increases. But like you said before, when I first started this journey, I wasn't lifting weights, so mm-hmm. my metabolism was garbage. You know yes. what I mean? As soon as I started lifting and going to the gym and doing more cardio and this and that and that and this your body naturally is going to say, Hey buddy, like we need to fuel. Yes. You know? And exactly. I, and I, and I've taught, and I talked to my doctor about that. Cause at first I was scared. I don't know about you, but like when I first woke up from surgery that following day, I walked around, like I was all by myself in my house, you know, whatever. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so used to going into the fridge, looking at, you know, the food in my fridge. Yes, you like, felt lost at first. At first, I was, like, yourself. I was like, what do I do? So my, because it's a part of the routine at exactly, that Exactly. And that's a part of our DNA. And yes. my dumbass at first decided, you know what? I'm going to make a protein shake. So I make myself <laughs> a protein shake and I put it in this huge glob of peanut butter. <laughs> like a moron. Oh, this thing is getting stuck, but I'm drinking it and I drink this fucking shake. So then I call, I call my doctor and the first six months, Greg, I'm not kidding you. I was convinced that my doctor did not perform surgery on me and they just shook me down for insurance money. Like, I was just like, don't know why, but I was just like, yeah, I was like, what is going on? I feel like I could eat all this food, not realizing I really can't. And my eyes were just bigger than my stomach. And Mm -hmm. yeah, but what the point I'm trying to get is, you know, over time, you will get that space back it's just how disciplined are you right now because the discipline that you're putting in right now is a building block to how you're going to be for the rest of your life yes exactly so so where are you right now in as as far as i know that you you're working out all the time are you back to playing sports are you doing anything anything like that i know you have you do manual labor you work for dot right yeah yeah yeah. new york state dot so constant manual labor like the past the past three yeah the past three days i've been Shit, we've been doing uh filling potholes. So I've been shoveling three tons of blacktop each day. <laughs> My God. So it's like, yeah, I go to the gym, I do that. That's pretty much I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I uh you know, right now I've been I've been maintaining around, you know, two, two thirty, two forty, maybe two forty-five. Right. But like the lowest I have gotten, um, I actually got down to one ninety. Wow, you got down to 190. And, Hello. Yeah, man. So that was about 210 pounds. And but that was totally like not on the plan at all. I got down to 210 because I was just on that kind of train on lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. That's yeah. it. That was all on my mind. And you know, 
then my family members they started saying like oh like you kind of look like a skeleton like yes. relax like stop you look losing sick. weight yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and i was like no 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 because the body dysphoria is like yeah. so bad at that point where like you just want to keep losing weight mm -hmm. so i was at 210 and then i ended up getting sick so i got a really bad throat infection and that was not with the weight loss, nothing like that. It was with work. I was inhaling like debris that was in the air and stuff. Wow. And got a really bad throat infection. I couldn't eat. I couldn't do anything. I ended up losing another 20 pounds within like two weeks. Wow. Because I just couldn't eat anything. And at 190, I looked ridiculous. I looked sick. It was horrible. Um, so then I finally, you know, got over that. I gained the weight back a little bit. And then I started putting on muscle. And that's kind of like where I'm at now. See, that's, that's always like an interesting one. How has that balance been for you? Because I know getting into strength training, getting into quote unquote more bodybuilding, bigger workouts, you start to wanting to eat more so to, to fuel the muscles, to build muscle. But being from our experience, it's so I've, I've seen so many people in the obesity transformation space, go from losing 150, losing 200 going, I'm getting a strength training, powerlifting, and they start to eat to fuel their body and they lose perspective. And then also they gain yeah. 80 pounds. And so how so, has that dynamic been for you? So basically when I was gaining that weight, um, obviously like I was on the scale, I'm looking at the number going up. I got scared, you know, I got frightened. Like I was, I was so like, I got down on myself. I got a little right. depressed a little bit, but then I actually went back to my bariatric doctor and the nurse practitioner over there. I was talking to her about it and she goes, you know what? A good way to think about it at this point, which it, it blew my mind. What she said, like it really spoke to me was don't worry about the number on the scale at this point, you're gaining muscle, you're doing this, you're doing all the right things. You're eating right. Worry about your clothing size. So basically, when I was 190 pounds, I was a size 34 waist. I am at, I'm at, this morning, I weighed in at 244. I'm still at a size 34 waist. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, same so, thing. You know what? There it is right there. It's, you know, you can't, at this point, gaining weight, maintaining, gaining weight, muscle weight. I mean, um, you got to just worry about the clothing size. And that's it. You can't look at the number because it's going to, Oh yeah. You out and you're going to get discouraged at that point. So when you started this journey, what was your figurative weight loss goal? Like, did you put a number on it? Like, did did the doctor ever ask you, you know, what do you want to get down to? Uh, you know what they did give, they did ask me that. Um, at first I never put a number weight on it. I, at first I was kind of naive and I just said, I want to lose a fuck ton of weight. <laughs> that was the answer, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, as I started getting closer to like a good weight, I've, I kept thinking to myself, you know what? I want to go until I can look at myself in the mirror and I'm happy with myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? That's, that's kind of where I finally got to. And you know what? The, the bad part about that, answer is is the body dysmorphia set in and yep. i just kept wanting to lose weight because i kept seeing the old fat greg you know mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. when i did get to 190 you know there was that i took pictures and i ended up going back up like i told you 
but now I'm at 244 and like I compare the two pictures and I look at the 190 Greg and I'm thinking to myself I look horrible there yes <laughs> I look mm-hmm. absolutely horrible mm-hmm. you don't notice until you compare it to another picture absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely so the lowest the lowest on record that I ever got down to was about 240 about 239 okay. 240 um and I did that out of spite and when I say that, like, so when I walked into my first bariatric consultation, the doctor looked at me and goes, okay, so what do you want to get down to? You know, mm-hmm. respectfully, like, what do you want to get down to? And I was walking in there. So I had already lost 80 pounds on my own before bariatric surgery for me was even a thing. So I was like, well, I'm 48 right now. I'd like to half that. You know, I think it yeah. would be really cool. I think that would be really dope to half my own body weight. So that yes. brings us down to like uh, 244 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes, oh, that's not possible. And I go, what do you mean that's not possible? He goes, oh, well, that would have drove me nuts. Exactly. So he goes, well, with your height and your current weight and your background, he goes, you know, I'm thinking like 265 is really, you know, where you're going to be, you know, without getting skin surgery, you know, because you're really going to need yeah. that skin surgery. And I was like, At okay, that well, point, I would have been like, you want to bet, motherfucker? That's what like, I did. I said, okay, bet. I said, all right, bet. Well, fuck you. And I will see you yeah. when all this is over. So me being a spiteful prick got down to 240 fucking two, <laughs> 240. And I look like disgusting like i sunk in i had the skeleton face like i could see everything popping out of my neck and no muscle on me like not an ounce of muscle on me and i walked into Mm -hmm. the doctor's office and i was just like hey fuck you i did it like (laughs) what's what's (laughs) like uh, i'll I'll have that skin like that skin consultation now so you know i got that done but now i'm like i sit between 255 to 265 depending on you know what's going on in my life mm-hmm. um and i compare those two pictures like you just said even before the skin surgery i'm just like wow you look gross like yeah. what are you thinking like exactly this is a very comfortable weight for you <laughs> don't <laughs> do that anymore but so on the body there's more of your thing like did you did you have skin surgery because i've never had that conversation with you i did i so, had the uh a 360 body lift so it's hey it's, that's what i did it's basically the tummy tuck that goes all the way around i yep. wish that's what i should have done but my doctor didn't want money which is weird but go ahead continue with your story. <laughs> uh yeah well i went in i went in for just a regular tummy tuck and you know the doctor was like listen it's you have the little bit on the side where like i wouldn't feel good if i left that wow <laughs> you had a great doctor <laughs> Honestly, he was great. He was phenomenal. He did a great job. Um, basically, he used to be, he used to do gastric sleeve surgeries. So oh, okay. he knows all about it. Cool. So now he, now he's strictly a plastic surgery. So, but he knew all about it. He knew where, you know, right. where I came from and what I want to achieve, blah, blah, blah. So he recommended that. I said, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? Right. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. um, and honestly, I, I, wouldn't even look back it's i wouldn't regret it one bit it's yes it was a little you know a couple of days of pain a couple of days of discomfort but i would not change take it back, back for the world course. exactly yeah so it made it, a world of difference oh know? yeah and it had and it obviously it helped with the body dysmorphia a hundred percent especially because like at the weight i was at i wanted to wear more you know form-fitting clothes i wanted to you know show off my progress and everything and that skin itself, you know, wearing, if I wore jeans and like a form fitting shirt, that skin looked like a fat roll to me. Yes, so it mm-hmm. always brought me down. Like I didn't like wearing shit like that just because of that. So mm-hmm. 
I needed to get rid of it. You know, in my skin, everyone said, oh, your skin's not that bad. Why would you do it? Blah, blah, blah. They don't understand where it wasn't that bad if you just looked at it. But I couldn't get to my physical appearance goals without getting right. that done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you didn't have your chest done, right? No, but I thought about it. I, I kind of, I'm like on the fence about it still about yeah. doing it. But every doctor that I go see, he goes, just build more muscle and it'll fill in. I'm like on the fence about it. I don't know yet. So I got you. Still thinking about it. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. I mean, I can I can relate to the the whole fat roll thing behind the back thing because my whole dilemma was I went to a plastic surgeon and I walked in already knowing what I wanted. Like I went in if I was walking into McDonald's, I'll have I was like, I have a number two and a spry and a, <laughs> I walked in knowing what was good. Yeah, this dude looked at me and was like, no, you don't you don't need a 360 body lift like you don't need a flur delay or whatever the frig it's called. He was just like, I'm just going to give you a standard hip to hip. Everything's going to work out after swelling's gone. Everything's going to be golden. And I was like, bro, I just lost 278 pounds. Like I got mashed potatoes on my hips. Like, what are you talking about? So lo and behold, I now need a revision that I'm hoping to get done soon. But like, that's another thing that people don't understand is like. Um, gastric sleeve is a very cut and dry situation You know, it's yeah. like a doctor knows what he's doing When it comes to gastric sleep But when it gets down to doing the skin surgery You need to pick somebody who knows what they're doing That they have experience with someone who, who has had Extreme weight loss Because a, a guy who's going in there Who only lost like 30 pounds And he gets a tummy tuck Is a totally different tummy tuck than a guy who lost 200 pounds It's an art yeah. at that point It's yeah. like, it's yeah like you, you can't just go into it of like yeah. It's an, it's an art. Cause like, for example, uh, Greg, for you, I mean, did you, so when you had the cir- full circumferential, um, the 360, did he do, did they do anything else in the process? Did they do lipo for contouring? Did they do anything else? Like, I know that just in the product, you just, he just did it and that was it. Like what do you happen to know if he did anything that, else in the process? Yeah, that was, that was, that was it. He just did the, the 360 and that was it. He, we talked about that in the, in the consultation about the, you know, he looked at, you know, the ab muscles and everything. He goes, I don't think I don't need to do any muscle repair or anything like. See, I had to do that. Everything. See, that's, that's yeah, crazy. I get, yeah. yeah. I, had to get, I had to get that done too. Le- to get- Lena Albert. That's always crazy. So for anyone that doesn't know when, when you're our size or anyone who's anyone who needs to lose over 200 pounds, especially being at a young age, what happens is you get this like fatty tissue so you got your abs, the little squares. And what happens to a lot of people, it's called linea alba. It's the center line between the two sets of square abs down the center. And what happens is a lot of people that are obese, you get this like fat bolus tissue right in the center between the two sets of abs. And you literally have to get it cut out, yep. realigned, uh, just sutured back together to get your abs back in place. And I'm telling you, that is painful. Jeez. Yeah, I bet. It's painful. Yeah. And at the same time, the day of my uh, surgery, I was getting a little scratchy throat. Like I was getting a cough, but like, I was not going to not get this fucking surgery. So I just kind of snuffed it off. And then being under the, being under the knife for six, seven hours, like they, they put a tube down your throat, you're intubated the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had a really scratchy throat for the next two, three days from being intubated plus having a cough. And the, 
the like the feeling of coughing. It's all ob- it's all ass. Oh, that's oh my <clears throat> and it god, hurts it's horrible. So much. <laughs> I was literally grabbing pillows yep. and like burying it around my belly Stop and just trying to right and, here. Yeah. And I'd do that and it would hurt so and you would let out the littlest baby littlest cough, baby cough <laughs> but it hurts so like you people don't understand everything is core everything is core yeah yeah and it would being cut open like that and like now again i, I it's completely worth it because my core strength now and everything you need you need to do it but it fucking sucks <laughs> so i that's where i kind of fucked up because uh my the gastric sleeve surgery i I guess I did core. I worked out core way too early. Hmm. So over time, it was breaking down a little bit on my on my core. And um, I think this past what was it in December, I had to get another surgery. I had a abdominal hernia. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, and and it was funny though because I go for the consultation. And I know I have this hernia because I'm, I was doing sit-ups in the gym and out of nowhere, I look down and I have this. Oh, you had the full on bulge and everything. Ooh. It looked like there was a golf ball coming out of my stomach. Yep, that's just sketchy. Was it painful or no pain? It wasn't painful though. It was yeah. just the bulge. Thank God. You know? Um, so I go there and the, the surgeon's looking at me and he goes, I don't know why that would come out there. It doesn't make sense, blah, blah, blah. And then it came to me while I was in there. I'm like, I had skin surgery. The scar that was where the hernia was is now below my belly button. Yes. <laughs> it's not where it okay. was. So right. I took, I, I brought out a picture of me right after I had the surgery and sure as shit where the hernia was is right where my scar was before the skin surgery. Yes. So basically the incision never healed 100%. And, and I started doing ab workouts and then eventually um, all that pressure, you re-tear it, it open. Good. Yeah. And it was good for a long time, but then COVID hit the gyms yeah. closed. And then as soon as I got back in the gym, I started doing ab workouts and me being the asshole that I am, I started doing the same weight that I did before the gyms were closed. And it started feeling like, um, it felt like an ab cramp. Yeah. And it at that time it did hurt but then after that it didn't hurt after that which is very weird so basically that pain was i guess the muscle wall opening right so that's what i assumed so then you know after that it's you know went for the consultation he said it was that and then went for the surgery for it which put me out again i was pissed about that you know but going back to the ebb pain um it was, it sucks, you know, coughing and like everything uses abs, like even getting off the couch, getting <laughs> yep. out of bed. Oh, it um, sucks. Me, yep. unfortunately, I inherited the, the gene from my father. My father, when he sneezes, he does like 13, 14 times in a row. Same, bro. So, bro, I don't do that much, but I'm like a good seven or eight. Yep. So like when I start sneezing, it sucked, especially when I had that fucking surgery. When I was recovering, I was literally leaning over the arm of the couch with the pillow there, mm-hmm. just so it wouldn't make that much of a, a difference. Yeah. And, yep. Oh, you're, Ita- you're Italian, right, Greg? Yes, three yes, quarters I, Italian. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's an Italian thing because when I sneeze, it's like eight or more. Like I'm I'm good for eight. You know, like yeah. Oh yeah. 
And it, it, it and then just, you know what? <laughs> Speaking of the whole sneezing thing, you know what? Let me ask you. So I did my own research on this. My my nutritionist at the uh, stomach surgery doctor didn't even know this. When you eat a lot, or not even a lot, when you get satisfied, when you eat enough, your stomach's full. Runny nose. Your nose get runny, runny. You start sneezing. Runny and sneezing and hiccups. Son of a bitch. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So basically, I did my own research for that. And apparently there's a, a what do you call it? A, not a gene. Uh, I can't think. Uh, uh, shit, I can't believe I can't think of it right now. Neurotrant? Neuro? A enzyme. Uh, some sort oh, okay. of enzyme. Or, oh, really? Uh, that's in the top of the stomach that when it gets triggered, it activates upper body involuntary movements. Hmm. I never so do this. That's I what mean, that's from? <laughs> I, apparently. I so don't know how I, I, I only that discovered I that. Because I always ate till I was full. So Yeah, I don't know. That That's, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so I don't know if they made you do this, but, like, when I had my surgery, I had to go for that um, group counseling thing. I, I had to do one for my yep. insurance. Like, I didn't, yep. I didn't have to keep going. And that was one of the things that they mentioned. And I was like, that's got to be a crock of shit. Like, I know, right? my nose is going to run when I get full. Like, if I cough, <laughs> am I going to fart at the same time? Like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but sure as shit, yeah, every time. That's how I know I'm full. Like, that was usually, that was always the like, oh, okay, you could stop now because your nose is fucking gushing snot. <laughs> yeah. we're, out, we're out in a great restaurant right now, John. You need to kind of, you need to go somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, or I, I get this like obnoxious, like, like that all the time yep. like just a hiccup it's stupid annoying and like i'll start belching for no reason yeah yeah see you know what so, i never got you know nobody ever said that in my uh they call really? it a support group you know yes, nobody ever said group. that yeah i honestly looking back on it now thinking about it i never really got like good information like that <laughs> from the support group so like that kind of drives me a little more like, you know, my, my friends looking into the surgery and everything. And I told them like, I'll go to the sport group with you. Cause like, I know the doctors there and everything, like I'll right. go with you. But like now, like that kind of drives me more to be like more real about this whole surgery kind of thing. You know, like I've helped plenty of people. Like I've given my insight to plenty of people on Instagram and like mm -hmm. all the platforms like that. You know, I'm very real with everyone with all that. Um, but like, you know, that kind of drives me more to go into the support group. You know, the doctors and shit, maybe they might not like that. They don't know. But, but the, no, yeah, they either don't doctors, know or they don't like to talk about it. Yeah. Doctors don't know. And that, that's because, coming, coming from a person that's like. You, you, have to, you have to also look at it like this. Like you're trying to sell a whole group of people on this surgery. And then you're, you're walking them through and it's like, oh, by the way, every time you get full, your nose is going to run. You're going to burp. And um, yeah. yeah, like what? Like, no, forget it. Yeah. I'll just fuck it. I'm going to Domino's after. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, just, just that whole dynamic of that's the one thing that the, the weakness of, of doctors is like, they know how to diagnose, they know how to do some great things, but how to actually speak and articulate to the average person of what to do, how to do it. Yeah. And it's, it's, if it was like, it's just, that's just their, that's not their, that's, that's not what they're good at. Sucks. Yeah, but like that's just not. They're really friggin' smart. They can they can diagnose. They can look at all these labs. They can. That's great. But when it comes to the average person of working, that's just that's just not their lane. That's just they have no idea how that stuff works. Absolutely. So actually, I wanted to circle back really quick on what you said earlier. So you happen to know another guy who had gastric sleeve before you had it, right? Yeah. 
dude, you know how lucky that you are for actually knowing another guy, being a guy, obviously. Um, I knew nobody. Like, I was going in blind as shit. I knew one girl that I went to high school with. And we were, like, not really that friendly. Like, we kind of had the same sort of friend group, but, like, we really didn't talk to each other. And then she, like, didn't let it be known that she would, she had the surgery done, but then all of a sudden mm. she dropped like 150 pounds in seven months. So like you knew something was up. So yeah. I remember, I remember going to her at okay. a house party. What? Go ahead. What? Okay. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, with that group of friends, never mind. That's a story for another day. <laughs> um. So at a, a house party one night, I went up to her and I was like, "Hey, I don't want to like overstep my boundary here, but like, did you have this the surgery?" And she looked at me and her eyes lit up and she was like, yeah, I did. And I was like, that's amazing because I am going to have it myself. And I have a laundry list of questions that I need you to answer for me right now. <laughs> and she was just like, yeah, like, of course, blah, 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 blah. But like, if I would have had a dude, like if I would have had a, like a, one of my, one of my dudes, like go through it, I, it would have been such a better experience because I was looking at everything. And I know, you know, we're not, we're in a culture right now. We're not supposed to see things like this, but like, Looking through it through a girl's lens and looking through it through a guy's lens, two totally different perspectives. Sure. You know what I mean? So like, life. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just two totally different things. So, like, the experiences that she was telling me, you know, I had to take them into account. I had to think that, okay, this could happen. But, like, there's stuff that's never going to happen to me. Like, my period's not going to get fucked Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> we, don't, we don't bleed once a month. That's not something I have to worry about right now. Right. So, like, being able to have someone that you can relate to to be like, hey, dude, like, my dick kind of got bigger. Did that happen to you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's some real shit. Damn straight it does. It is, 100%. Fuck that's yeah. That's too funny. So, Greg, I got a question for you. Um, so, from, from what it sounded like going to nutrition-wise for you, it sounds like you're a relatively high-protein, mid-fat, low-ish carb kind of vibe? Uh, definitely low-fat and sugar. Um, low-fat and sugar, okay. Yeah, carbs. I mean, I'm Italian. I fucking love carbs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, high protein. Wait, I remember that first um, meal was was all egg whites. So I was okay. And then you had yeah, you, you yeah, said you so had some. Actually, I introduced uh, as I was lifting more, as I was working out more. I needed more carbs. I was, you know, at first I was scared of carbs. That's all, you know, my, yep. you know, the stomach surgery doctor. You know, that's all they nailed into your head low carbs, low fat, low sugar, high protein. That's it. Mm -hmm. um, that's all that was in my head. So I was almost scared to introduce carbs because, you know, carbs, I learned carbs will get you fat and that's it. So basically what I did was I started on Instagram. I started following bodybuilders all the mm -hmm. time, like a bunch of bodybuilders. And um, I started introducing carbs because they told you, you need carbs to build muscle to get the energy to build muscle so that's what i did and i started feeling better in the gym so i said shit i need carbs i need carbs i need protein so basically i won't do i wouldn't say high carbs but i would do like mid you know mid-level carbs between mm -hmm. low and high you know okay did you macro con at all do you have any idea what you're eating or is it just you just kind of go with the flow i go with you know i go protein as high as i can i try to I just pretty much calorie count. I I don't have the patience to macro count. Right. <laughs> I don't have oh, the I patience totally get you. for it. What um, um what's your general calorie at? Uh I'm usually around two thousand to twenty five hundred calories. Cool. 
That's good around resume. there. I mean, I have like I wear I wear a Fitbit. I'm wearing it right now. Um, this you know tracks my calories burned and everything. Shit, with the gym and with work, I'm I'm burning around like three thousand, four thousand calories a day. So right. it's you know as that much you know I try to calorie counting wise I try to keep it as low as possible just so if I feel like having a candy bar if I feel like having a snack or something it's oh, not yeah. gonna kill it's not gonna kill me right. you know because I because I you're I'm working it in under. and you're burning it off yeah exactly but that, but- I know I'm still under the calories that I need to stay under you know to be good. Well, that and, but at the same time, say you're eating 2,500 calories, you would get a lot of naive dietitians, nutritionists, people have never really dealt with obese people at this level going, wait, you, you throw, you throw uh, concrete around all day. You strength train, you're only eating 2,500 calories. That's too little. You need to eat yep. more. And it's like, I can tell you I'm 240 and I'm built like a brick shit house. Right. I, you, you can say I should eat more, but this is, I can't, I can't. <laughs> Like, exactly. like, I'm not, I'm not like, that's my favorite part is when someone yeah. who's doing well gets criticized by someone just because they, they just create the old well, TDE calculator. It's like, I would, what do you want me to tell you, man? Like I've done this. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I don't want to tell you, like, it's working for me. I see where I'm at. I'm maintaining the weight that I'm at. I'm building muscle. I don't know what to tell you. I, yeah, no. I don't add up in your little fucking calculator there. So be <laughs> exactly. Because <it. laughs> you know? this journey is not cookie cutter. It's not one size fits all. Exactly. It, yeah. It's all based on what you put into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Greg, before we wrap it up, what is next for you on your journey? Where do you see yourself going and what do you want to do? Next for me, man, I uh, honestly, I'm just, I want to build muscle. I want to get, I want to get big. I want to get lean. You know, I had this picture in my head where I wanted to get shredded, you know, like, but at that point I thought about being shredded. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I still like to eat those. I yeah. still like to eat that cookie. You know, I still <laughs> like to, you know, I, I have a horrible sweet tooth. I'm like, you know what? I'll be happy just being bulked up lean as fuck. You know, right. I don't need to be shredded as long as I, as long as I have some abs, you know, I got right. my little, you know, in my real quick, I, in my notepad on my phone, I, I, before I lost weight, I made a little to-do list, a, a weight loss to-do list, things to do after I lost the weight. So basically my thing is I want to build muscle, be big, look lean and complete this to-do list, the weight loss to-do list, you know? So what else is on that to-do list? Let's see. Uh, I don't know if my video is going to cut out if I go look at it though. Let me see. Do you still see me now? No. Yeah. Your camera okay. cut out. Come back. Ah, uh, geez. <laughs> Let me see that uh, face. <laughs> let me look real quick. And, You're good. Uh, let's see. Or I can just say it to you while I'm blank right now. Yeah, there's just, a lot yeah just, just say it. All right. So the first one is amusement parks. Yay. Okay. Amusement parks, kayaking. Uh, nice. The third, one, the third one is probably going to hit home with you guys too. Sit in a booth at a restaurant comfortably. Yeah. Let's go. Um, skydiving. Zip lining. I don't know about that biking. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to be able to fit and enjoy uh, to be in a go-kart. Yeah. Let's go. Yep. Um, scuba diving. Oh, uh, these are really solid. I want to be in a Spartan race. Let's go. Um, there's another thing. It's called a color run. 
Basically, yes. they, play, they play a bunch of techno music and they shoot neon <laughs> colors at you while you're running through this course. Um, inflatable run. You have to go through a bunch of... Uh, what is like it? Bounce a bunch of, like one of those inflatable yeah. uh, obstacle courses. Nice. That's awesome. Um, what else? Get abs, which I have them. I'm starting to see them already. They're not cut completely yet, but I'm starting to see them. And then uh, last but not least, I've always wanted to be one of those guys that can like you, there's a pole and hang on the pole oh, side. you want to do the sideways oh that's i've always wanted to that's do that. monstrous that's called body weight so, strength yeah yes so that that's definitely the biggest goal right there is to do that very i love, I love the list so I, yeah I that's a, a solid list, list. I, think I think we might have to start asking this on podcast yeah really i like good. that yeah all right greg so i have two questions for you before we wrap up this show uh, are you ready oh yeah all right, cool. If you could go back in time and talk to Greg, who got thrown off that ride in Seaside Heights, he has no idea what he's going to encounter, where his life is going to take him. What would you tell him right now? Jeez. <laughs> um, start listening to your parents when they say you're starting to look fat. <laughs> <laughs> when they say, when they say, no, uh, they didn't say I'm starting to look fat. They said you're starting to fill out more right listen to them absolutely listen to them um start uh, basically you know getting your shit together start eating right i would tell him you know you don't want to be heavier growing into your older years because it's only going to get harder for you i like that i like that a lot all right last question Three pieces of advice for those listening at home, and they do not necessarily have to be about weight loss. Three pieces of advice. Um, never get discouraged on what other people say about you because you're always working on yourself. Nobody knows your story. Always do you. Um, let's see. Always work hard and work on your own goals. Don't worry about what other people are doing. And third, if you want to eat that piece of cake, <laughs> don't regret it. Don't, don't sell yourself short. Eat that piece of cake. Get back on your shit after. Because if you don't eat it, if you don't eat it, you're going to regret it. And then you're going to fall off big time afterwards. Absolutely. I love those. Balance. All right, Greg. It's all I, about balance, yeah. Fact. No, no, it really is. All right, fellas. Greg, I appreciate you being on today. This has been an amazing conversation. Um, for those at home who want to follow you, where can they find you? Plug all your social media, whatever you got going on, plug it now. Instagram. Dumbbells underscore tattoos. No, I'm sorry. I messed up. Dumbbells underscore end underscore tattoos that's my instagram tiktok you can find me at the same uh same yeah. name right there just at dumbbells and tattoos underscores between the words awesome man. awesome 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 well thank you again for being on um really thank quick you for having me appreciate it absolutely brother it's been an absolute pleasure pleasure excuse me um as always guys 
you can find the AOG Journal on Amazon.com. And also now actively live is ALG Coaching, www.algcoaching.com. You can find us each and every single Wednesday night on the ALG Community Call, which is absolutely free. And we would love to hang out with you. We're always accepting new members. Um, Five-star rate review. Uh, Make sure you tip your waiter 15% or more. And um, I think that's really it. Anything else, David? Uh, I'm looking forward to tonight's uh, topic, uh, NSVs, the greatest NSVs you've had. I'm looking forward to that, that Wednesday night call. As am I. All right, guys, stay beautiful, stay sexy, stay accountable. Until next time. <laughs> Totals. Bye-bye.